Hi, and welcome to this week's edition of Extra Sugar. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> Your hands aren't necessary for a podcast, so just say hi. Oh, hello. <laughs> don't know what you're doing. I'm not holding her hostage. Why do you sound like you're so nervous? Because we have her cameras going. We, we have two uh. cameras on us right now. Um, I also handed her some paraphernalia yeah. for this segment. Yeah. Paraphernalia is not the right word. Uh, can be leave behinds anyway <laughs> I gave her things. things I gave her things and then yelled at her really aggressively to not touch them and look at them and anywho how about we just get in the segment <laughs> it's always the perfect setup for a game it's what I associate it with anyway <laughs> so our women gave us some real hijinks in this week's designing women episode when Julia got her head stuck in a stair banister and not just any stair banister, a priceless piece of carpentry history living in the staircase of the Georgia governor's mansion. As you'll remember, though, from the top of our main episode, the banister itself isn't real. But there are plenty of other amazing things in Georgia's governor's mansion and governor's mansions around the South. Do you love that? <laughs> so yes. I thought we could learn all about it today in Extra Sugar, which I'm calling the mansion to rule them all. <laughs> So for this segment, we're first going to learn a little bit more about the Georgia Governor's Mansion in particular. Then, as I've already mentioned, I've given Selena another handout, which means it's time for a segment of... Transplants? Yes, I am. Uh, she's got a map of the United States with six locations marked, as well as pictures of six Governor's Mansions. And I'm still not looking, right? She's, oh my goodness. Can you just listen? We'll get there. Yes. <laughs> I'd like her to match each residence to its residence. Okay. You're doing great. <laughs> so if you want, Selena, while you listen, you can start imagine. Oh, matching. <laughs> I thought you said I could start imagining. Like, start imagining. Okay, start imagining. Um, yeah, so you want to match the location on the map to the mansion. Okay. If you get three of them right, pretty, we can consider some sort of prize situation for you oh okay since this segment is house related maybe I, we should just always do prizes instead of like I, I was gonna say detriments but like you know just like if you win you get something but we don't have to do lose losses oh yeah yeah that's fine have we done losses well, have you had to buy me coffee before is that what this is about because I, I consistently win I, well, you do consistently win, but I thought it had gone both ways. But maybe, I, maybe you have always won over me. I can't remember. <laughs> win over you. I mean, I think that's probably like if someone says like, "Who's the winner?" I'd be like, "Nikki." <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's movie trivia or well, TV like, trivia. I don't, I'm a huge loser. So, oh, that's not true. And you're going to prove that wrong today because you're going to win. Grid splits. And what I was going to suggest is, since the segment's house-related, I could owe you something housey from my next Bucky's trip, because I'm sure there will be one. Ooh, if you're in a food mood, nice. you know, like we've mentioned before, I've been making homemade donuts lately, so I could make you some and deliver them. We could always do coffee. That's a safe fallback. So you think on that. Okay. You think okay. on that. Uh, before we get to grit splits, though, we're going to learn about the Georgia Governor's Mansion. So we know the banister isn't historic, but there's a lot more that is. The mansion at 391 West Paces Road, Northwest in Atlanta, it's in the Tuxedo Park neighborhood of Buckhead, which we've talked about on here before, was built in 1967 and officially opened on January 1st, 1968. It's a three-level, 30-room Greek revival-style home, which stands on 18 acres of land. 
It originally cost $1 million to build. A. Thomas Bradbury designed the home. I'm mentioning that only because Bradbury is a Georgia native, um, and they're really well known for designing a lot of government buildings in and around Atlanta, including the Georgia Archives Building, which has now been demolished. Do you know, I think if you saw a picture, you'd know the building I'm talking about. It it was near uh, Turner Field, and it's very modern looking. It's just like almost like a brown box on stilts. I I don't, I'm not sure. I'll have to find you a picture. Yeah, I'm I sorry. think you I'm, would know it if you saw it. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, Bradbury built a lot of Georgia buildings for the government. Um, and I think it's worth noting, in case the 1968 construction date didn't give it away, the current governor's mansion is in no way the original governor's mansion in Georgia. Uh, in fact, there have been at least three in the states in two different cities. Uh, the first in Milledgeville served as the executive home from 1838 to 1868. You yeah, look like that doesn't surprise you. Uh, Georgia no. history. Yeah, because there's been like five capitals or something. And, That's correct. Yeah. Uh, that one is still available for tours, which I thought was really cool. Uh, Milledgeville is about two hours away from Atlanta, so it's a little bit of a hike if you want to go tour that. Good Lord, you gave me a really distracting activity. I'm sorry. Okay, I finished it. I wrapped it up. I can't Done. promise it'll be good, but all right. So the Georgia capital moved to Atlanta in 1868, and during that time, other houses served as the governor's home until the current one was built in the 60s. I don't think any of those prior Atlanta area homes still exist. Mm -hmm. I think they've all been demolished over time. Okay. One thing I read consistently about the Georgia mansion, Georgia governor's mansion, is how much truly antique and priceless stuff is inside. Um, and that was both on, like, the governor's mansion website. So, of course, they're going to write it that way. But also, like, I found news articles and other things that kind of validated that these are really, truly historic things. Um so I'm going to include a note, a link in the show notes to a virtual tour you can take of the house. It includes notes about some of the more notable items in the house. But for instance, when you first enter the home, there are two sitting chairs kind of on either side of the entrance. They date back to the 1810 to 1830 era. Chairs that have survived that many years. Yeah. Um, as you enter the library of the house, there's a framed needlepoint portrait of George Washington, which was completed in 1875. 1875. <laughs> I'm just also, blown away. Well, it is also a really big deal for Georgia because we don't have a lot of old stuff. Sherman and whatnot. That, well, and not just Sherman. I mean, this place has just been burned down a few times, okay? Um, <laughs> We've lost things a time yeah, or two. I mean, I just, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying not to be the northern, the, the more northern aggression gal. Um, so, yeah, I think we just, we've had a hard time. Yeah, we can't we can't keep old stuff. Yeah, uh, that needle point blew my mind. It's it's huge. Eighteen seventy five. I don't know. It's incredible. Yeah, it's crazy. the mantle in the state dining room area was carved from Italian marble in England in seventeen fifty. Yeah, and that's like brand spanking new for England. They're right. Like, look at this new piece of crap. <laughs> there are decorative items sitting on top of that mantle from the early eighteen hundreds. Look at that new piece of crap. Just give it to Georgia. I know. <laughs> Just like, wait, wait a minute. Uh, in that same room, there's a crystal Waterford chandelier from about 1800. Um, and there's also a torch that was used in the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta, just sitting in one of the drawing rooms. That's cool. Yeah. That's a new piece of crap. That's, it is new. <laughs> that's, that's in my lifetime, so it's new. Um, I, you know, it's funny. As I was clicking through all these pictures and it was like needle points from the 1700s, I was imagining like one day someone does a virtual tour of my house. This, this is the description I think you okay. would find. 
And here you'll find a jaunty blue rug spanning the floor. The edges are slightly frayed from the robot vacuum the lady of the house uses because she can't keep up with the housework. Oh, and here's a trio of Target's finest knickknacks, circa 2022. And finally, this is the first of a dozen Alexa devices employed throughout the house. Oh, that's a fun exercise. <laughs> and then, then it? it would be like, they're all archaic. Like, <laughs> right. it's, it's really like 1.0 right. Alexa. Mine are. Uh, interestingly, Rosalind Carter, uh, President Jimmy Carter's wife, of course, said moving to the White House was kind of a step down from living in the governor, Georgia, the Georgia governor's mansion. Two G's. They're confusing oh, me. Well, Isn't that cool? That is cool. I mean, I think I, I think we like there's been a net. Um, the White House is just really old. Is it? <laughs> so, I mean, but I've heard like I think there's been several presidents who've yeah. gone in and been like, ah, yeah, <laughs> I could use some upgrades. Yeah. They're, they, and they, you know, presidents in general, like politicians, I was, it, at that level, politicians like are used to living a certain way. So I'm sure that a home from well, the newer things are comfier, right? Mm-hmm. They're cushier, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm processing, as you were yeah. saying that I'm processing some of the things I read when we get into grit splits, we'll talk about other governor's mansions. Um, But a lot of them struggle with that concept of remodeling and keeping it updated because taxpayers don't necessarily want to pay for a house that the governor's living in, exceptional amounts of money. Um, But also a lot of these are old homes and so they do need to be maintained. They're an integral part of the state's history. So it's a little bit of a balance. Yeah. Anyhow, it's time. It's time for a big game. Are you ready, Selena? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) She's ready. You look nervous. <laughs> a little deer like in I'm headlights. Terrified. Yeah. I just do you want to grade my paper or how are we doing this? Uh, I don't know if I thought about that part. Let's take a look, see. Uh, so as I mentioned before, I gave you a map with a handful of locations marked and a few photos of governor's mansions. And I wanted you to match the mansion. You can you can hear. <laughs> it's just nervous. I wanted you to match the mansion with the location. I would be happy if I got one right. I think like uh, one out of six ain't bad. That, did okay. that terrify you? Uh, a little bit. For me to say one out of six. Should terrify you. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was worth noting that 45 out of the 50 U.S. states have mansions in which the state's chief can live rent-free during their term. Uh, the states that don't have official homes, they might offer their governor a stipend to pay for a place to live. Or they might not. Just depends on the state. Oh, that's interesting. You just figure it out, my friend. Yeah. I'd um, be interested to know those states. I wish I should have written them down. Amount, I guess. I should have written them down. I think, no, I was going to say I think Alaska is one, but I don't think that's true. I can find you an answer. It'll be in the show notes if you click some of the references. Okay. The first one um, that you got wrong is. (laughs) You did get it wrong. Uh, It's the monster. It's in Springfield, Illinois. Um, You listed that one as Denver. Denver. I was like, is Denver even on my list? <laughs> I know. I thought it was I like Dover. Dover's another one. So the monster, the biggest one. This is Springfield, Illinois. So that's this one on this picture. Oh, and okay. You said okay. Um, this one was Springfield. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so this one is the largest state executive home with 16 rooms, ringing in at 
45,120 square feet. That's big. It was built in 1855. Were they also doing like government stuff on site? Yes, I think so. Okay. It was built in uh, 1855. That would be the third oldest governor's residence in the nation. The home was originally designed with hosting official state functions in mind as its primary purpose, mm-hmm. to your point, uh, and that it did. Many influential American figures have been guests, including President Ulysses S. Grant, Rutherford B. Hayes. I feel like I always have to say his name. Rutherford. <laughs> Theodore Roosevelt and Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Abraham Lincoln also made a visit to the mansion in 1860, shortly before his nomination as the Republican candidate for president. And I thought it was in my notes somewhere, but there's a ho- there's a bed in this mansion that he slept in that's still in the house, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. It's cool um, and a little creepy. So somehow. this black and white picture here is Dover, Delaware. So you had it as Springfield, so you had that one. Uh, this is in Delaware. Okay. Um, so this one I'm calling the baby because it's on the opposite end of the spectrum from that first one, that gigantic one. Yeah. Um, it's it's the tiniest one in oh, the nation. Oh, you're naming these. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yes. It yes. I thought this was the nickname. <laughs> the monster. They're my nicknames. Okay. I'm gonna go to Springfield and be like, hi monster. Uh this one is thirty six hundred and eighty square feet. So it's like a mo- it's like a nor I don't want to say normal. It's a suburban kind of size home. It's still pretty it's still pretty big. It's still though. pretty big, yeah. yeah, it is. Uh built in 1798, the home served as a stop oh. on the Underground Railroad, according to Delaware Today. But it didn't officially become the governor's mansion until 1964 when it was purchased by the state. Before that, it had been inhabited periodically by governors who leased it, as well as many other wealthy and prominent citizens. I'll talk about a house in a minute that on my list earned the distinction. And this list is inspired by, like, I think a Realtor.com article I found, which I am linking to in the show notes. Um, it, it It got the distinction of the ghost house, but this house as well has had a number of reported hauntings over the years. I'm going to tell you the reason I like this house, and I think this is a little challenging, right, because people can't see. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. Um, But good job with your game. We'll Um, see on social media one day. So the thing I like about that one is uh, it's understated, and it's kind of what I... Like, I just, like, I, I like this, like, chill, rever- reserved kind of thing. Not too ostentatious. Mm-hmm. There's something I like about that. Like, that governor's working, mm-hmm. you know? Delaware is also time. a small state. They don't have time yeah. for this, like, mansion business. Yeah. They got a, a government to run. I like that. That's true. Getting like down that. to business. That's, That's a good right. way of looking at it. Uh, so the next one on the list is this one down here, which you listed also as Raleigh. Mm-hmm. It's actually Denver, Colorado. I hate this game. I'm calling it the. I actually thought the snow in the picture might give it away. I was a little worried. Oh, I didn't even see the snow. See, I had you distracted. I, I think you were trying to listen. I'm sorry. It's okay. You can make me donuts. Whatever, uh, I know. Now there'll be pity donuts, though. They'll taste like pity. Mm. Is that what you want? You don't I, care. I don't. You don't care. I'm not you. <laughs> you know, I told you I'm a loser and I don't care. So I'm calling this one the bar. Um, 
This governor's mansion is also known as the Cheeseman Betcher Mansion, and it was built in 1908. Okay. It was originally built for the widow and daughter of a local real estate tycoon, and it served as their family home for many years until it landed in the hands of a local philanthropic organization. I think it just sort of fell out of the family, and then instead of just letting it go to waste, the philanthropic organization took it, and then they offered it to the state as the executive mansion in the late 50s. Um it, this home is 100 years old, and it's or a little more than 100 years old. Its most unusual claim to fame is the three-draft beer system, which was installed by a governor who pioneered the craft beer industry in the state in the late 1980s. They rotate beers from around the state. That's really cool. It uh, is really cool. So, you know, I wasn't looking at snow. I was looking at the architecture, and I was like, certainly that architecture wouldn't be in Denver. That'd teach me. That is a little bit, it, it is a little bit disorienting looking yeah. at some of these houses. And You know, I think the thing I have to remember, though, is this idea that, like, um, some of these homes, like you said, the Georgia one is in the oh, Greek Revival. Yeah. Something. Okay. So, like, while the South did capitalize on that a lot, Obviously, other parts of the country did too, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's easy to get that confused. Is not an architect. <laughs> <laughs> You're not an architect. Well, I'd be doing really badly if I was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so because I do think I. You want to think these are regional, but I think a lot of them borrowed from other areas, especially some of the newer ones. Although these are all pretty. Um, Pretty dated. He's still waiting to see, like, if they made some now, they'd be, like, covered in shiplap and, like, (laughs) whitewashed brick. All right. So the next one, number four, is the Ghost House in um, Raleigh, North Carolina. So that would have been this one. Okay. Also Um, incorrect. Got it. This governor's home is a 35,000-square-foot Victorian-style mansion. It's been the official residence since 1891. It's the state's fourth and has housed 30 governors. Inside, it has rooms with 16 and a half foot ceilings, an elevator, and a bomb shelter. Hmm. Um, it sits on almost five acres of land and is the country's third biggest governor's mansion. Former President Franklin D. Roosevelt thought it was the most beautiful interior out of all the governor's mansions he had seen. Oh, well, there you go. The governor who served in the late 60s and early 70s noted that he and his wife stayed in the same room, the first governor to live in the home state in. Um, but they moved his custom bed to another room and stayed in the same room. And they said every night around 10 p.m., a knocking sound would start on the wall, um, separating the two rooms. And it's worth noting that the governor that they're talking, the, the ghost that they're thinking this is, died in 1891 after complaining of indigestion. Died in his bed. Oh, okay. Weird scenes. Uh. This next one is Charleston, West Virginia. I'm calling this one the Funny Garden. Oh, my God, I got one right. That's that, just Dover. No, I know that's wrong, but the bottom one is the bottom one, right? Yes. Ugh. I was going to get there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, got, I told she's you I'd be excited. happy with one. She's too excited. I know, and that's when I looked at it. I was like, she's going to be real happy. She's going to be real happy. Um, so this one is Charleston, West Virginia. It's a Georgian colonial-style mansion that's been the official residence since 1925. It boasts eight bedrooms, four bathrooms, a drawing room, a ballroom, a state dining room, a sitting room, and a library. I'm sorry. Can I ask one question? Yes. Whose is it again? It's um, Charleston, West Virginia. I'm so sorry. That's okay. okay. At its entrance, there are black and white marble floors, um, the black from Belgium, the white from Tennessee. It also has dual staircases, which were inspired by the White House. It also features walled gardens, a separate garage, and servants' quarters. Um, 
Governor, the reason this one is called the Funny Garden is because Governor Earl Ray Tomlin, who was in office from 2011 to 2017, and his He's wife. He's a tight five in there. The Funny Garden? Oh, no. <laughs> but that's better. It was because he and his wife built a garden shaped like the state of West Virginia. Oh, that's nice. Funny almost, when you say <laughs> Sorry. Yes, there it is. Wow, I twitch. Oh. I this I last one we're calling the fire trap. And that is Sacramento, California, which you got correct. Yay. It is, I mean, that's very. Did the architecture sacri- give it away yeah, for you? Yeah. Okay. That uh, one was the only one that was like crystal clear for me. And this would have been an example um, of a house that wasn't borrowed from another place or borrowed from another um architectural style in another region because this one was built in 1877 Mm. it has 30 rooms italian marble fireplaces original wood floors persian rugs and a kidney-shaped swimming pool one governor avoided living there during their term calling it quote a fire trap it was a public museum for many years after that finally undergoing a 1.6 million dollar renovation and welcoming its first governor in 48 years in 2015 um, and so I had written this because I wasn't sure if you'd be done with your, um, your grading them. So I hid no. some things, but, um, now that you've already done it, I can tell you that governor Ronald Reagan is the one who called it a trap, oh. a fire trap. Um, a Sacramento born writer called the mansion quote, an enlarged version of a very common kind of California tract house. And the current governor, Gavin Newsom moved into the home after his election to promptly move back out three weeks later in favor of a home in the suburbs of Marin County, about 1.5 hours away. Oh, weird, right? He like uprooted his family, moved them there and then moved an hour and a half away into like a $2 million house. Oh yeah. Um, I've got so many thoughts going through my head right now. See, I may I, or may not have answers. Go for it. Well, I was going to ask you, this has nothing to do with you. This is just your personal preference. Is there one on that list that you gravitate towards? Oh, that's a good question. Because mine's the death trap. Before I knew it was a death trap that no one wanted to live in. Like, I love that style home. And I think it's so different than everything around Do here. you know about me that I lived in a Victorian style home in Pennsylvania? I don't know I knew that until someone pulls the... Okay. Uh, We lived in a house like this. It's the coolest house I've ever lived in. Yeah. And I've lived in a fair number of homes over the years. Um, It was a really cool house. It was really like old in the 90s. It was old. So I imagine it was kind of an old house. Um, It's quirky. Like it's really tall. There are lots of levels. And it was at the time we lived in it, it was a duplex. So we had a neighbor. Um, But it was a really cool house. My mom told this story, though, because we lived in Pennsylvania. She had to go out and shovel the snow off the roof. Because the roof was going to cave in because we had that much snow. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, so to answer your question, I don't know. I love an old house, especially an old house, like you said, this um, Delaware house that's kind of understated, but also like a little bit like it has some gravitas. Like this doesn't it's just character. look like, yeah, it doesn't look like just a little ranch house. I mean, it looks like it has big columns. It has a beautiful front porch. This looks very Southern to me. And my dream is to live on a big piece of property with kind of like a gracious Southern style home. Probably um, the Georgia governor's mansion, the um, Greek revival or whatever is probably that style. It looks like Elvis's house. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think was also Greek revival. So maybe that's so you, And I think my sorority house in college was a Greek revival. So yeah, I think that's probably the one. It just looks, this Dover, Delaware one, you guys can't see. That's the one I'm pointing at. It looks like it's on a big piece of property out kind of alone. I like that. 
I'm also really bothered. This is really off topic, but related to Charleston, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. So I have to tell you that I got confused and I just saw Charleston. Oh, sure. So instead of thinking capital, hello, 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 I'm thinking Char. I was worried about that for yeah. you when I looked at this just before. Because I'm moving too quickly. I just so fast. Um, I literally don't remember Charleston being West Virginia's capital. And I'm sure like every other student in the United States, at some point you had to learn every capital in every state. And I was, that's like, that's right in my wheelhouse of very few talents. Okay. I'm like over here low-key searching if you think I'm wrong or you think I got it wrong no I think their capital changed okay since I learned them that's what I'm over here telling myself I don't think that's true but I can't it's it's like breaking my brain how I can't remember this one capital when I can I could probably still do a pretty good job telling you all of the other capitals or at least recognizing the name when I hear it Charleston was nominated at state capital in 1870. Right before I was born. I know. You know? I mean, like, right. Or yeah. right, after, right after. Right after. Right after I was uh, nine. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. That's, I don't But you did really long. good on the um, grid splits. You got one. That's all you one. wanted. That's all I wanted. You met, met your goal. You met and almost exceeded your goal. <laughs> almost did, which is exactly where I like to You live. also learned about Charleston, West Virginia. I learned a capital You're that welcome. I should have known or probably knew at some point in time. Maybe Charleston has just want a place in my heart. I think that's I can't what it think is. Of any other Charleston, but the Charleston that means the most to me currently, because I haven't been to Charleston, West Virginia. Maybe that would be my favorite place. I've on heard Earth. it's. I've heard it's really beautiful. Yeah, like I wouldn't know. They have they have their own problems, but I've heard it's really beautiful. Um, I have no reason to believe this, except it doesn't surprise me. Like Charleston, I I understand to be the capital of West Virginia, and I wonder if. Um, Maybe I remembered it because of Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, like yeah, it was kind of easy right. to remember. Right. Uh, I still get confused that Charleston is not the capital of my home state, South Carolina. So I'm not great with capitals. So you don't want to be in my company and having that conversation about state capitals. I'm just not good at it. I can't help it. I'm not good at it either or houses or anything. But here's what I am good at. Sacramento, California. Yeah. Eating donuts. Ah, right. Even pity donuts. She's bringing it back to I'm making her donuts. You'll have to give some thought to whether you want the air fried yeasty version or the baked version. Yeasty. Yeasty every time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> as it was all. coming out. And that's been this week. <laughs> <laughs> I won't let you steal my beautiful transition. Alrighty. Well, it's time for us to wrap this up and for me to head back to my not an executive mansion home in the suburbs. <laughs> that sounds yeasty. As always, forget yeast, but remember, you can follow along with us and engage on Instagram and Facebook at Sweet Tea and TV, TikTok at Sweet Tea TV Pod. Our email address is sweetteatvpod at gmail.com, and our website is www.sweetteatv.com. On that website, you can find all our show notes, and I did include good references to some of the things that I brought up today on the show, so I'm not lifting from anybody. Realtor.com, that article is listed there. Um, tell all your family and friends to rate or review us. You look like you have something to say. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Tell your family and friends about us. Rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. And you can also visit the website for more ways to support the show. And come back next week for a brand new sweet tea and TV take on designing women. And that has been this week's Extra Sugar.